Most people experience the worst times of their lives when they lose someone they love. Last year, in all the chaos, I lost my grandmother. She was a great woman that affected the lives of many in her family as well as people in her community. This podcast is not really about me or my grandmother. The focus is about loss, grief, and healing. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Unfortunately, I was not the only one that lost a loved one last year. The unfortunate part and the most heart-wrenching was not being able to see the person in the hospital and not having the opportunity to say goodbye because of the COVID restrictions. I remember watching TV and it was a family that had several several family members that were in the hospital and a few of the family members had passed away and in their interview they said they won't let us see the person the person had to die alone and they just sat sobbing and I really that resonated with me in a sense because my family also had those restrictions in place where we could not go to the hospital we could not see our family member and so that kind of it resonated with me you know in regards to the grief and the feeling of pain that I felt did you know that the number one reason people turn away from God is loss the grief from the loss of a loved one turns people away from God The grief from their passing makes people doubt him. The unanswered prayers that they had make them angry with God. And they walk away. They literally walk away. And they don't want anything to do with him. And though I'm not in a position to talk about why my grandmother passed away. Or even why the thousands of people that lost a family member because of COVID or any other reason why they passed away either, I do know that we are all free to ask those hard questions to God. And if he wills, then he will reveal the reason for what, you know, was done. Ultimately, there is no reason that would ever be sufficient to us. So even if we ask the question and even if he provided the answer, what would be sufficient or satisfying if we knew the answer? Nothing, nothing, which is one of the reasons why I wouldn't ask the question, but I'm, you know, I understand that because of the relationship and the position that we have with God, that we are free to ask the question to him. And so now I ask you, what is grief? You know, what is grief and how do you manage? As a therapist, I explain to my clients that grief is pain from a loss. Today, we're talking about the loss of a loved one, but ultimately, the loss does not have to be a person. It does not have to be from a death. It could be 
the heartbreak you're feeling from a divorce a breakup could be where the grief comes from or the loss come from a job loss or a loss of a friendship the loss of the way things were so you know all last year people were grieving the life that they once had in 2019 or pre-covid and then what it looked like for them after and those feelings are legitimate so let me talk to you about like the impacts of grief and there is a list of things that if you have had a loss you may have experienced these things but may not have matched them to feeling a loss due to grief so one of those things is just your flexibility is different you're not as flexible as you used to your mood is impacted your stress level you know if you're experiencing physical pain sometimes the grief in itself creates physical pain in our bodies um, you know the self-care level depending on how the person is managing their grief they may not care about how they look or how they present themselves to the public or even when they're at home so some people may have not taken a shower in weeks because they don't feel like getting up uh, but their concentration level is off their coordination and their time management is different their energy level is lower their appetite is either eating too much or maybe eating too little their sleep habits are different um, in that they may be dreaming more and those dreams might be nightmares or just not being able to sleep insomnia their attention span is shortened as well as their digestion level is affected um, your reading comprehension level may not be the same so you may have been very quick on your toes but after or during the time of you grieving it might take you a while to get it because you can't concentrate on something as long and um, the last but last things but not least your short-term memory could be affected as well as your relationships so the relationships that we, that you have with others could be greatly impacted because of the grief that you're experiencing grief is very isolating because it's so personal to the person so you know how one person experienced grief because of a loss is not how the entire world is expected to experience grief you know everyone relates different in how they feel about a loss so I wouldn't hold how I feel next to someone else and say okay you're not grieving because you didn't grieve like I grieve that's that's very inaccurate and I believe that's something that people do quite often and it's not a good thing to do what I can say is that the loneliest times are when a person is in like the midst of a loss I can remember years ago that one of my cousins told me that she said I check on people weeks and months after there is a death in the family she said that's when they need you the most now she just told me that in you know 
brief conversation, but it had a long-term impact on me. And it's really the primary reason why I periodically check in with others, regardless of if it's a death or not. Um, but when I was going through, I noticed that I didn't get as many check-ins. And, um, and I totally understand that because at, with all of the things that were going on, there were so many things that were happening that people were really going through their own grief. And, um, you know, maybe it wasn't the loss of a, a loved one or, you know, their relative died or anything like that, but it was the loss of a life that they knew. It was just the changes because of the pandemic and just the challenges of parenthood during this time, the race conflict that was going on. It was so many heavy things that were going on during that time that I was not a primary person on the minds of many. And I say all that to say that that's okay. You know, this podcast is not a pity party podcast about me. It's about being transparent about life and knowing that, you know, some things in life you that happen to you, they happen to you, directly to you. Some things will be bad and some things you will have to walk through it, regardless of who reaches out or not you will have to walk through it and you know in this life as christians what we know for sure is the word of god tells us that in life we will have persecutions we have we will have trials we have we will have tribulations Um, but what we know we can't avoid those things we will have it but what we know is that unfortunately death and loss is a part of the life cycle but we know that we have God. So, you know, one thing I can say is that I never felt alone during that time. I um, felt deep sadness, but I still, you know, because I still miss my grandmother and I still do miss my grandmother, but I never felt like I wasn't, was by myself. I never felt like God didn't hear me. I never felt like I couldn't reach out to others if I, if I really needed help. I never felt like God did not understand my pain. So let's turn to the word so that we can get more specific uh, to what we're talking about. So in John 11, 1 through 35, now I won't read the, I won't read it uh, because it is quite lengthy, but what I will do is I'll summarize it. Lazarus, Lazarus was sick. And his sister, Martha, called for Jesus to ask Jesus to come quick. Like, hey, my brother is sick. Come quickly. Now, if you know a little bit of the background, Martha was cool with Jesus. She was like, they were tight, right? And so it wasn't just Martha. It was her sister, Mary, was cool with them. And then also Lazarus was cool with Jesus. So it was like a family affair in the sense that Jesus had relationship with them. And when she said, hey, Lazarus, you know, let Jesus know that Lazarus is sick. There for her was an expectation that your friend is sick. Come now to help him right away. And, you know, when Jesus found out, he stayed a little longer. He did not come right away. And unfortunately, Lazarus passed away. He died. 
And when Jesus came to see what was going on in the family, both of the sisters were in pain. He could see the heart-wrenching pain. He could see them crying. He could see just the, the sheer just pain in their face and in their emotions. And they were, you know, upset with him as well. So it's the pain from the death, but then it's also ups being upset with him, saying that, you know what, if you were here when we called you, he wouldn't he would still be alive. So there is also like upset, there is anger, they're mad, there is blame in there. And even though Jesus knew the whole picture, he knew that you know the sickness was not unto death for Lazarus he knew the whole picture they didn't know but he heard them Jesus felt their pain and he groaned in his spirit the scripture says he groaned in his spirit groan means that the pain is just so heavy it is so heavy that you don't even have the words to to just kind of put on the pain that you feel and I don't know if you've ever felt like you just so heavy that you can't even identify what you the pain that is going on in your body that's what groaning means and so Jesus felt that for them and verse um and we're still in John 11 verse 35 um it says Jesus wept I mean he was groaning he was seeing them in their pain and then he wept he wept and so that lets us know that, you know, he is with us. It lets us know that he grieves with us. It lets us know that he draws close to us. This scripture to me lets us know that he he will lean into us. You know, he will actually lean into us and grieve with us. I love the passage of scripture in Matthew 5 and 4 that says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And I think that in John 11, that Jesus actually exemplifies that by comforting those mourning sisters, by being present with them. Was he present with them when they call? Sometimes it looks like he, you know, he's not. Even when we're calling, sometimes it looks like he is not calling when we come, but the call is on time. And I know that's kind of like something that you, you know, heard possibly when you were younger, like he may not come when you want to, but he comes on time. And so the story ends very well because Lazarus is raised from the dead. Jesus does go and raise him up and it winds up being one of the miracles. Um, but the bottom line for this story, even if it ends differently for us, um, that God, you know, he sees us. He will be with us no matter what. He is grieving with us. He draws close to us. And that if we just lean in and give him the opportunity, then he will allow the situation to to actually be something that will allow us to, to grow us and where we are in a position to use our pain to help others. So how do we manage grief? I won't tell you things like God took the person that passed away and made them an angel or a flower. Let's be clear. God has all, he already has his angels. You're 
he's not using your loved one or my loved one as a angel or a flower okay so you know get in your if that you know is something that you're believing you want to get in your bible to kind of clear that up because that's not accurate uh bible but i and i don't want to tell you anything like all things work together for the good i do recognize and i agree with that scripture that all things do work together for the good of those who love god and those who are called it to his purpose um, that's Romans 8:28. but what what I'm saying in regards to the scripture is when a loved one passes away that that may not be the best way to assist someone in managing their grief by quoting that scripture um, what my big thought is in regards to managing grief is to let you know that grieving is not an easy process you know when you lose someone or you lose something it's not an easy process you can't but the but the idea is is that you can't pass the process you have to allow yourself to feel and that's really the hardest part for people they want to just reduce it to nothing or kind of get past it because grieving hurts and they don't want to like feel the pain so they try to sweep it under the rug or uh try to kind of dismiss it the sadness the shock the anger the fear and you know you we cannot dismiss the loss we cannot sweep it under the rug sweep the pain under the rug because if we continue to sweep pains and issues under the rug the rug is going to be really high okay so it is a disservice to us to us as well as our loved ones when we do not allow ourselves to process how we feel and what we're going through um it's it's like making making the thing not exist whatever it is the loss not exist and that is a disservice so my suggestion is to talk to people about how you are feeling think about the great times that you experience with the person and even you know knowing why the why god put the person in your life while also thinking about the not so good times that you may have had with the person because it is learning and thinking about all of those times that kind of make the memory of that person more cherishable and know that no length of time will stop you from missing the person but it if it really gets hard you are not alone you know you're not alone that's the big thought healing can be done but it does not have to be done in isolation. It does not have to be done alone. You have a faithful advocate that is willing to help heal your heart and bind up your wounds. And just like what Mary and Martha experience, someone that's willing to draw close to you when you need it, grieve with you when you need it, allow you to lean on them and be your strength when you need it, to put you in a position to grow when you need it, and then uh, and then make the pain be helpful to yourself as well as to others. And so that is the type of advocate that we have in Jesus. So what I would like to do is kind of close this big thought with a prayer, uh, a short prayer. Um, so we're going to start, Almighty Father, 
Jehovah Rapha, the healer, I lift up anyone hearing my voice that is low in spirit because of a loss. God, your people are grieving. They feel brokenhearted. And some people have allowed their hearts to wax cold towards you because of their deep pain. Wipe their tears away, God. Whisper to them. Get their attention. Let them know that you hear them and you understand them. The deep sadness in their soul that they're feeling, you understand it. If they're willing, you are there to open with open arms to comfort them. If they are willing, you will open your arms and comfort them as you comforted me during the past year, God. Open their eyes, soften their hearts, increase the strength that they have in their times of weakness. Walk with those that are mourning so that they know that they are never alone. They are never, ever alone. Help them to lean into you more because you care about how they feel. You care about their needs. You care about their tears. Lord, your word tells us weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And even if they do not see it, they don't see the joy. They don't see how the joy could happen. Lord, thank you in advance for the joy that you will give them because you're the only one that is able to give them joy in the midst of their pain. Thank you for the hope to heal and to rise above the pain, God. Thank you so much for the hope to heal and to rise above the pain. So I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I am the host Ebony Griffin, and that ends this episode of Small Talk Big Thoughts. Join me next time and next week for more Big Thoughts. Thank you. Small Talk Big Thoughts, Big Thoughts. Small Talk Big Thoughts, Big Thoughts. Small Talk. Big thoughts, big